Thank you, Tim, and uh, praise team. Be seated this morning. This morning, we're going to uh, depart just a little bit from our normal practice. You know that every Sunday morning uh, at this time, uh, normally I'll open the Word and we'll read the Word together and uh, I will preach from God's Word uh, to us and and God continues to be faithful to edify us through that. But this morning I want to to depart from that just for a moment to spend a morning together uh, as a church, as a family of faith uh, in prayer to God. If you have your copy of uh, God's Word this morning, open it to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. I'll give you a moment to find your way there. First Thessalonians is going to be toward the back of your Bible. It's a short letter from Paul. And uh, often gets hidden between Second Thessalonians and uh, Colossians before it. So that's, that's where you'll find it sandwiched. Would you stand with me as we read aloud 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. There the apostle writes, uh, commanding the church in Thessalonica, briefly these, these commands. He says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The word and command of the Lord. Be seated. Prayer is, friends, at its core, fellowship and communion with God. Our ability to approach God in prayer is accomplished for us through Jesus Christ, God's own Son, the one who died and rose again as our great high priest to bring us to God. Prayer, this communication with our Father, is made possible because of God's grace to us to extend the path, the means for a renewed relationship with Him by faith in Jesus. In Scripture, we see all over the place prayer filling the lives of God's people. Prayer occurs often after God has done great things. And so we see Solomon in 2 Chronicles 6 praying in dedication of the temple to God and asking for God to be faithful to His covenant people. We see Nehemiah, the the, uh, architect and, and supervisor of the rebuilding of the wall of Jerusalem after the Babylonian exile, leading Israel in a prayer of repentance and, and recommitment to God after they've reconstructed the wall around Jerusalem. The falling of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 comes only after the disciples and and about 120 others had spent much time devoted together in prayer and in fasting. Again, the Christian missionary movement doesn't begin until Acts chapter 13 as the church in Antioch is fasting and praying, seeking the Lord and His will for the church and His direction for them. It was only after a period of intense and focused prayer that the Holy Spirit spoke through the entire congregation at the church at Antioch in Acts 13 to set aside Paul and Barnabas for the task of taking the gospel to the nations. And because great things of God are occasion for prayer of thanksgiving, and because great things of God rarely occur among His people apart from concerted prayer, it's my desire as your pastor to end 2018 and prepare for 2019 in prayer together as a church this morning. This is going to be very different 
from worship most Sunday mornings. I'm just, I'm warning you ahead of time, okay? And if you're our guest this morning, visiting with us, uh, again, we're so glad that you're here. What you see will, uh, and experience and part, uh, participate in this morning will be a little bit different than what we do most Sundays, but I'm glad that you're here, and, and I would ask that you would enter into this time uh, humbly and, and, and excited at the same time. Together this morning, and you'll see in your worship guide, we're going to construct or or structure our time of prayer together following the acronym PRAY, P-R-A-Y. And I'll go ahead and give you several of the blanks to fill in in your uh, your worship guide this morning. P-R-A-Y, to guide our time of prayer. We're going to praise God, P. We're going to spend time in prayer of praise. We're going to spend time in prayers of repentance, R. We're going to spend time praying, asking God to do things in our lives and in the life of our church uh, through the end of this year and, and into the next. And then we're going to close in our time of prayer by yielding, yielding to God, yielding to his will, giving ourselves over intentionally to his direction and will for our lives. In just a moment, uh, uh, as we begin our, our time of prayer, I'll ask you to form uh, small clusters, small groups of, of no more than five or six uh, people. And so you may need to move around, and that's okay. You might need to uh, move some chairs to make that a little bit more comfortable, and that's, that's all right. I don't mind that this morning. Uh, but in a moment, find a small group of people, just kind of where you are, around where you are. Uh, 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 members of First West, if there are visitors or guests sitting by you, please include them in your, in your group of people praying this morning. As we work through our time of prayer as a church, I'm going to lead us, instructing us from Scripture and leading in brief corporate prayer uh, to begin our our time of prayer in small groups at each juncture. But the bulk of our time this morning is going to be spent in praying in small groups together. Now, I know that praying out loud for some of you is awkward. It might even be intimidating, uh, but I encourage you to just get over it this morning, all right? Just, Just get over it, okay? Uh, decide in your mind you're going to pray out loud at some point this morning in your, in your group of people. At the same time, I know that there are many of you for whom praying out loud is not a problem at all. Uh, uh, God has gifted you with just boldness in, in prayer, and, and that's great, and that is a gift to the church. But at the same time, if you have no problem and you are excited to pray out loud, I just want to encourage you to pray aloud in your groups, but also to be considerate of others in your group who also need to practice praying out loud. And if you enjoy praying out loud, that's great, but try to keep your prayers and your small groups brief so that you're not dominating the, the, prayer, the conversation of prayer in your small groups. Okay, let's be considerate of others this morning. As we pray in small groups, you may find yourself without words to pray this morning, and that's okay. It's okay to sit silently in, in prayer uh, with, with, your, with your small group. But maybe if you find yourself without words to, to pray, you, you may, uh, God may bring to mind a, a passage of Scripture that, that just fits the, the thing that we are praying for. I would encourage you, if that's the case, open your Bibles. Keep your Bibles open this morning and pray Scripture aloud in your group. There's often uh, no better prayer to pray than, than the words of God that He has already given to us. That said, let's begin. We begin first by praying prayers of praise, P. It is always right to begin our prayer in praise to God for what he has done and for who he is. The psalmist writes in Psalm 105, verses 1 through 3, he says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. 
Make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Tell of all His wondrous works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Thinking on the year that is behind us, let us take time in in our small groups just now to praise God and to thank Him for who He has proved Himself to be and for what He has done in faithfulness to us yet again in 2018. I'm going to pray a, a prayer just to get us started. And, and uh, as I close, you move into your small groups. Try not to spend very much time in small talk or chit-chat and just move right into a time of prayer together in groups. There will be some uh, music going to just kind of fill the space a little bit so you don't feel too weird about praying out loud. But begin praying out loud, praising w- with your brothers and sisters God for what He has done. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, we pray with the psalmist in Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Yes, Lord, you have been good to your church at First West this year. We praise you for another year of ministry together in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness to call children and adults to saving faith in Christ in 2018. You are great and you are worthy of all our worship and praise. And we give you glory now, our perfect God, for all the ways you have proven your power, your love, your your justice, your mercy, and your grace to us this year. Hear now, God, the praises of your people. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. God, yes, you are good and your love endures forever. We praise you for your faithfulness to your people. Hear our prayers this morning, we pray. Holy Spirit, fill this room. Your word says, God, that your house would be a house of prayer. And that is what we want to transform this room into this morning. Hear us, we pray. Edify your church, God, as we commune with you through faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. P, praise. Praise the Lord. R, repent. Prayer is communion with God, but sin continually hinders and endangers that fellowship with God. John, the disciple of Jesus, writes in 1 John 1, 5 through 10, he says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Church, true revival never happens without acknowledgement of our sin and repentance from it. Jonathan Edwards would say that the height of Christian hypocrisy is in assuming that repentance is a one-time event at our first moment of faith in Christ and salvation. 
Rather, the true Christian is the one who is disciplined and honest in his regular confession and repentance of sin. We're going to pray prayers of repentance this morning. There are four steps I want us to follow in in repenting this morning. First, and, and, and you can... Use these steps, follow these steps each day as you uh, seek to, as a follower of Jesus, walk in repentance. First, be honest about your need for repentance. Admit that you have sin you need to repent of. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Even we who are in Christ, friends, we need forgiveness of the sins that we've committed just this week. Be honest about your need for repentance. Second, acknowledge the dangers of hidden sin. True repentance comes from the conviction of our sin that the Holy Spirit brings. But when we try to ignore our sin, or we try to hide our sin from God or from others, the weight of that guilt eats away at our conscience, and our guilt ultimately is compounded. So acknowledge the danger of hiding sin, pretending like you don't have any. Christian, you are still a sinner daily in need of God's grace. Recognize that this morning. Third, confess your sin fully. Confess your sin fully. David writes in Psalm 32, 5, I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. James instructs the church to, in James chapter 5, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Confess your sin fully. Hide nothing from the Lord. He already knows it anyway, so just be honest with Him about it. And confess your sins to one another for sake of accountability and for help in walking in repentance. Fourth and finally, so we're honest about our need for repentance. We acknowledge the danger of hidden sin. We confess our sin fully. But then fourth, hope in God. Hope in God. As John said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is incredibly good news. Hold to that promise today then as you confess your sins and repent in prayer together. John Newton, the author of the great hymn, Amazing Grace, and of my favorite hymn, Let Us Love and Sing in Wonder. John Newton was a fairly successful in his day slave trader having participated or, or uh, helped in the, the passage and sale of some 20,000 slaves from Africa in his lifetime. Later in life, he was convicted of his sin by God and, and, his, and, and the deep sin of racism and, and of his uh, sin of participating in the slave trade. And he gave his life to Christ. He repented of his sin. He, he went on to become a pastor of a small Baptist church in England John Newton knew the power of repentance. And he illustrates it well in a saying that is often attributed to him, where he says, I am not the man I ought to be, nor am I the man I wish to be. Neither am I the man I hope to be one day, but I am not the man I once was. By the grace of God, I am what I am. That kind of heart of, of, of knowing who, who, who we are by God's grace comes only as we reflect upon our sin and our need for God's grace and as we walk in honest repentance before God. 
Now, in your small groups, your clusters this morning, I'm not asking you to air all of your dirty laundry in front of uh, others this morning, but God may lead you to. God may lead you to confess sin that you've been trying to to keep hidden for a long time and you just need to get it out and and confess it to a trusted brother or sister. God may lead you to do that. I'm not saying you must, but if God leads you, do it. Confess that sin. Get it out. Let let your your humility before God and and your personal knowledge of, of your need of his forgiveness, let that be known to others and let them walk with you. Friends, in your clusters, if someone, if someone is confessing uh, 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 verbally sin, that they need continued forgiveness and, and strength to overcome, um, treat that confession the right way, okay? Uh, ha- handle that appropriately. Uh, uh, keep confidences in, in, in your clusters this morning. And commit yourself to, to continue to pray for those who are confessing. Let me lead us in a corporate prayer of repentance and then you return to your groups and pray in repentance to God. Holy God, we are sinners in need of forgiveness. We have been greedy. We have created altars in our hearts to the gods of comfort and pleasure. We have looked lustfully on others. We have harbored anger and hatred and malice in our hearts. God, we have offended your holy character. Lord, we ask with faith in Jesus' name and in his death for our sin and resurrection, we ask for your forgiveness of these things. And we place our hope in your perfect promise to cleanse us from our sins as we place faith in Jesus Christ. Hear, God, the hearts of your people seeking to be right with you. God, we pray with the psalmist. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise, for you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. 
Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices and in burnt offerings and in whole burnt offerings. Then the bulls will be offered on your altar. God, forgive us. We've prayed prayers of praise this morning. We've prayed prayers of repentance. I hope honest prayers of confession and repentance to God for our sin and our our need for forgiveness. And having done that, we now move to ask of God. We now move to ask Him of things. God reminds us in His Word that He is a good Father who delights in giving good gifts to His children. And the greatest gift that we have is salvation from our sin, salvation from death, a right relationship with God through faith in His Son, Jesus. And friend, if you don't know Christ by faith, if you've not placed your your life in Christ's hands, who was born of the Virgin Mary, who lived a sinless life, who died on the cross for your sins and rose again, you have not yet received the greatest gift God can give you. Every week we want to point people to Jesus and to the joy of salvation through faith in his name and repentance of sins. This morning, if, if you don't know that gift of God, I pray that you would find it. You're in groups with people who who also know Jesus this morning. So if you don't know Christ that way, ask a brother or sister in your group about how you can begin to walk in new life with Jesus today. God is a good Father who loves to give us good gifts. The greatest gift that we have is salvation by faith in Jesus. But there may be other things that you are longing for God to do in your life. Longing for God to do in the year ahead. Things that that you know only God can do in your life. The Apostle Paul reminds us in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. He says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So church, what would you ask God for in the year ahead? What would you in boldness ask him to do? Bring you healing? Give you hope? Would you ask God for clarity in his direction for your life? Maybe you know that you need to pray in boldness, asking God to grant the salvation of a friend or a family member. Do you need wisdom this year? Let us ask God boldly for those things that we know that he delights in giving. Let us us be comfortable asking in boldness for God to do those things that we know only he can do. Let me pray for us as we begin. Our great Father in this year ahead, we ask that you would give our faith family great boldness with the gospel. Grant us innumerable opportunities to declare the good news of Jesus. I am praying, asking you, Lord, that you would give us a renewed heart for the souls of Taylor Ranch and of Albuquerque. We ask, God, that you would take this city for your glory. Use us, if you will. But even if you bring revival through another church or other faith families, we still will praise you for answering our prayer to bring salvation to our neighbors. Give us wisdom this year. Wisdom to live with purity. Wisdom to steward well all that you have given us. Grant to our church family, God, healing this year. 
I think of two this morning, God, who, who need your healing desperately. We have been praying for months. God, this morning, hear the prayers of your people for our brother, Daryl Webster. And for his wife, Julie. God, you know the toll greater than any of us can that, that his cancer is taking on his body and, and, and the toll, the, the, the cost that is his treatment is just exacting from him. God, you know the, the weight that his dear sweet wife, our sister, carries Hear our prayers for healing, God. Whether you do it miraculously and supernaturally and you remove that cancer from his body or God, whether you use the, the means of medicine and, and medical experts, God, we pray for healing. God, strengthen his body, make him whole. This morning, God, too, we pray for our dear sister, Jean Walker, whose long life and legacy of faithfulness to Christ has touched so many. We know, God, that she is not, she is not afraid or ashamed to ask you in boldness for things that she needs and for things that she knows only you can do. So many of us in this room, God, have been the, the subject of her prayers, and now we make her the subject of ours. She's struggled with her health late in life, in and out of the hospital and, and now to a, an assisted living facility. God, we lift our sister to you. Pray you'd heal and strengthen her body. Encourage her heart today. Lift her soul to know your joy again. God, there are many others we could spend time in, in prayer for this morning. And in our groups, we will. We know that you hear our prayers, and so we ask in boldness for the things that only you can do. Hear our prayers, God, we pray. And, and as we pray them, align our questions, align our requests to your will. We ask in Jesus' name. Father, we pray with the Apostle John in confidence, knowing that this is the confidence we have toward you, that if we ask anything according to your will, that you hear us. And if we know that you hear us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of you. God, it is our prayer that what we have asked has been according to your will. And if not, God, that you have corrected our requests that you have realigned our heart's desires with yours. God, grant these things we ask, we pray in Jesus' name. We've prayed prayers of praise to God. We've prayed prayers of repentance, asking for God's continued grace to us. We have prayed asking God for the things that we need, that we know only that he can give. And now finally we pray yielding to God. 
Yielding is something that Albuquerqueans do not do well in traffic. I would hope that our driving habits do not reflect our spiritual ability to yield. Yielding to God means saying in prayer, whatever you tell me, God, I'll obey. However you're directing me, I'll go. Yielding to God is praying as Christ taught us in Matthew 6, verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yielding is saying yes to God even when we know it will cost us something. Jesus demonstrated for us that the aim of our prayer is always obedience to God's perfect will. When he prayed before his own crucifixion, My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. So church, how do you need to obey God today? I would encourage you to share this with your small groups, with your clusters that are there. Pray for one another to obey God's will. Maybe you need to sit silently now to to listen to what God is saying to you this morning. In the year ahead, how will you yield and say to God, Your will be done, Father. Knowing that God will be calling many of you to obedience in different ways even now. In new, exciting, maybe even difficult ways. I'm going to put a few of our leaders on the spot and ask for your help this morning. If you're an adult Sunday school teacher, uh, one of our deacons, or uh, one of the several that I've asked to help during this time, uh, I'm going to ask as we uh, enter into a time of prayer that you would just kind of stake yourself out somewhere around the worship center, maybe at the back, maybe along a side wall, maybe up here at the front, to be available to pray with any who might need to make a specific decision to follow Jesus or would like private prayer about about a matter, there will be men and women both available. Uh, We want you to pray prayers of yielding your life to God. Friend, this morning you may not be a Christian yet, and you know that that through this time of, of prayer, and you were not expecting it this morning, that God is calling you to yield your life to Him, to give your life over to God by trusting Jesus. Let this morning be the day of salvation. Let your your own personal yielding be one of yielding your entire life to Christ in obedience to Him. As I pray, some music will begin to fill the room again. I'll ask that uh, those adult Sunday school teachers and our deacons just uh, make their way and those others around the room so that you can pray with them privately if you need. God, our Father, we are listening. Speak now, we pray. Holy Spirit, lead us to actions of obedience. In Jesus' name, we yield to you. Remaining just where you are in prayer, continue praying together. Even with the music still playing, our praise team is going to come now to the stage. And in a moment, they're going to lead us all together in a, a corporate a prayer of yielding to God. In the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. As you continue praying, I pray that the song we'll sing in just a moment will be the song of your heart this morning. Yielding to God, following Christ, and whatever He would say to you in the year ahead. Continue in prayer. <laughs>